Scotty, Scotty, wake your ass up and don't forget to press record. How was that, Georg? I have pressed record, but do you have enough battery? Oh my God, Scotty, I thought I was awful. <laughs> How are you? I, 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 I felt that was a performance that fitted the level of our show. Uh, something like that. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, um, are you finally back from all your travels? Weren't you away? Didn't you abandon us last week and made me sad? And I've been sat here, as you say, in that weird British fake English that you speak. I'm sat here in a pool of my own tears. Uh, I was actually, I wasn't away, but I was uh, going to the theatre that day, so travelling. Mm to the theatre to see my daughter in a show. Uh, And so I wasn't available to talk to you because I was doing that. And um, you were not flexible enough to be able to do any other day. So, yeah, you you, you think that you should do things like like doing work is important and things like that. Hmm. Very interesting. (laughs) Anyway, how how did you manage without me? Did you you save the world and make it a, a better place? I can't say I did that, but you know what I did do is I watched the imitation and game again last night and I was reminded what an amazing movie it is and what an even more amazing story and how we are all still desperately in debt to, to, to Turing and everyone else at Bletchley Park, all the misfits and people who were looked over, the, the people that nobody could imagine anything from doing something the unimaginable, something like that. That was I think that was the, the punchline from, from that movie. It's a very, very good movie. It's good story. And if you're ever in the UK, uh, Bletchley Park is a great place to visit. It is indeed. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reminded of the value, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I can, I can, I don't think I can stress it enough, the value of having different perspectives of it, because the thing that I had forgotten about it, some of the details about it, is, is you know, you never know what little breakthrough conversation or different bit of perspective might help you solve it, because, you know, the the... the for people who, and this is not a spoiler, I don't think, and I'm, I'm curious, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how accurate it is. Maybe it was a Hollywood type thing, but, you know, uh, one of the, the, the women who are doing the transcribing of the messages was talking about how she felt like she knew the person on the other end that was sending the messages because of, of what they said and their, their kind of patterns for, for doing it, and was then, therefore, the person who noticed that there were sets of, of, of information that were always given, things that were always sent in every message, and then that's how they unlock the secret that that it was in fact you know an impossible problem to 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 solve, given the possible combinations to be able to do it. But if you could reduce the problem a little bit by noticing that somebody was too lazy to change the knobs for, for you know initial uh, transmissions that would always have the same words, that reduced the problem set enough that with the brute force computing power they were able to conjure out of nothing, being the first to do so would be enough to break it in in the requisite amount of time. Um, that was amazing. And then, you know, there's there's the other thing, which, you know, everybody focuses on the computer science parts of it, but then, of course, there's the, the human interest story about the fact that the, 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 the poor man was so desperately persecuted for being gay and and again if you don't pay it you know pay attention to the the end card sequence where they you know kind of reveal the historical truth of it that that was until 2013 that he was given a a full pardon by the queen and and given a thanks for you know (laughs) thanks for saving our ass in world war ii and preventing you know estimated 14 million deaths and two more years of war 
Good thing we've learned how to get along without having wars. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing. Uh, maybe, maybe we should tackle something more within our remit that we can actually um, do something about. So um, uh, what you've been working on? Uh, well, uh, some things that... Yeah, I'm a little bit... No, 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 <laughs> you I'm can't a... tell us about those either. <laughs> no, not without kind of getting into... To into generalizations, which I, I, I don't mind doing, and I, as long as I'm careful. I mean, one thing that I noticed is, is that I can talk about is that we, you know, we, we've developed a lot of infrastructure for, for doing A-B testing, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, and, and most of the tools we use, if not all of them, are done in-house. And one of the things that, that is important to us is being able to do testing of strings. Um, and something that's near and dear to my heart is sharing. And just the, the, the word... Um, like if you share a title, what does that mean? You know, and and so we we're we're trying you know some different language out on it, and it's always interesting to see it, but it always then presents the problem of dealing with expansive languages. And I know we've talked about this a lot, um, but you know it's like one of those things where you you never run out of cases to to be able to describe something, and and it's a fairly common uh, design problem of of having some type of card which may have some nice background image or image at the top and then some, you know, headline and some body copy and then one or one or more call to action buttons, calls to action in the plural, I guess. And, you know, there you run into the classic problem. What happens when you have the smallest device in the most expensive language? So right now that's Ukrainian. Um, and the smallest device we support is still an, an iPod Touch fifth generation or something. It's even slightly smaller than an iPhone SE. And so in that case, you, you run into the problem and you have to ask yourself when you're interacting with your designer, this is something I was talking about yesterday, is, um, you know, what what are the levers we have to do? And and what I've tried to do is, is get people to think uh, less in, in absolute terms, but in terms of ranges. So we can say, okay, look, if you have a background image and it comes in from the top, and it's a type of collage. What, you know, how much can you give up? Like in the in the regular design that people think about, the regular case, it's it's maybe you know it takes up a third of the screen. It has you know three rows of a collage or something like that. And and but that can't possibly work without either shrinking the type so small or forcing scrolling or whatever. And so you you basically have to walk designers through the types of constraints that they might not not see, but that you are very well versed with. And by the same token, they're thinking about other things that maybe you don't care. So it's all about the conversation in the beginning. And back to what I said earlier about, about sharing, you know, the, you know, oftentimes you'll do testing where a single word like share, which is one of our, how many letters, S-H-A-R-E, five letters, and maybe you try out different phrases that are a little more specific, like, you know, tell someone or, or whatever, and then you get into the problems that even in the regular case in English where you're doing your design work that there's no way to fit that on a single line without making it just look bad. If you have a button on top, you know, a button icon on top and then a full, you know, uh, a set of words. And so then you get into the problems like, OK, let's, you know, no problem, make the word wrap. And then you discover that, uh, you know, that that Apple's you know, hyphenization, well, they don't really have hyphenization and justification built into their string handling. And so you might end up having weird, you know, weird line breaks where they would drop a single character off of a word and slice it off and put it on the next line. So 
the answer to the, that was a long answer to your question of what you've been working on, and it's been another round of this because uh, because of some project we're working on where we're doing a lot of messaging and a lot of cases where um, we're running up against these constraints, and it's um, it's it's an interesting challenge. It's not unsolvable, but in the end, it's it, none of it is really a technical problem. It's coming to agreement about what it should do. And once you know what it should do, then you can, you know, sure, you can run into problems with, like, how to express that in auto layout or how to make the calculations in such a way that you do them the fewest times possible because sometimes some of these constraints, you know, these, these you know, constraints in the generic, in generic sense, but, you know, design constraints and layout constraints, um, it's one thing if you're trying to resolve them in something that is displayed once in a type of you know, presentation. Let's say you have a view controller, a modal view controller, and it's done with an animation. In the amount of time it takes for animating and rendering, you know, there's plenty of time to do all those calculations. The end user wouldn't notice it. But if these constraints have to be applied to something that is a cell in a scrolling feed and those calculations involving text measurement are themselves expensive, maybe you can't do them or you have to change the design if you don't want to have something that drops frames on a lower end device. So it's, 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 it's apropos of having, you know, discussed in the intro about why I like the imitation game or, or one of the messages about it. It's not a technical problem, first and foremost. It is a design problem. The design problem is much more easily solved if you have a couple of different perspectives and talk about it in such a way that, that some bit of insight may flip the, the group's understanding of how to solve the problem. There, Scotty, that's what I've been up to. How about you? Well, I mean, firstly... The first half of uh, yeah, when we've not spoken, I've been recovering from COVID, so I didn't get much done then because it uh, it didn't hit me really badly. But it, uh, it hit me not enough that I didn't work for a few days, which is uh, yeah. So uh, there we are. Uh, but uh, since that, I've been uh, I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. But one of the things I've been doing in the last uh, you know maybe day no longer I can't remember really, is, you know, I'm looking for, no, looking makes it sound I'm searching, I'm wishing there was the AV player view controller was just a bit more flexible. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. AV player view controller is great. If you just want to stick a video on the screen, a full screen, have your controls, the scrubber, your rewind, your forward and all that, then, then it's, it works really, really well. Um, but just when you want to like tweak something about it or just change something about it, maybe such as, you know, where one of the controls is or, or anything like that, you then have to go right back to sort of like doing everything yourself with AV player. Um, and then build, mm-hmm. building all your own controls, which now means you're like hooking into the events, you're doing your own scrubber, and, you know, doing your own seek. And, you know, although none of this is particularly, difficult it is writing code and every time you write code you introduce the chance of adding bugs to your application you that's code that needs to go through some sort of testing process it's code that could go out of date um you know so it's uh yeah so i'm wishing there was some sort of halfway you know ground between having to totally do it custom uh as soon as you want to change any controls or anything through to you know more configurable um, uh, because it's pretty close to what I want. I don't need anything that complicated. Uh, you know, there's no, you know, it, it's frustrating having to write this other stuff. So there we are. I don't want to use third party um, libraries for doing this sort of stuff. It just like, uh, 
Yeah, I'm sure there's some out there somewhere that do it really well, but I just, you know, not 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 wanted to go that route. So effectively, I'm writing my own um, video player UI that looks almost identical to the AV player view controller UI, but having to like put all the UI together myself, which just feels frustrating. Well, Scotty, unfortunately, I don't know anything about video playback, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, and I don't know anybody, and I don't know anything about about UI related to that. So sorry, you're SOL if you ever want to talk to me. Yes, <laughs> I know. I, I you know, I, I I can say definitively, I absolutely feel your pain because I am I am you know um, not surprisingly familiar with, with with that for kind of simple projects. Um, and you're right. You know, Apple oftentimes gives you something that just works, and and you start to feel. I have to say, hello, Barky the Failure Dog, um, who's about to kind of do, you know, pre-passing, judge, pre-judging the nonsense I'm going to say. And Barky's like saying, John, just shut up. Don't say anything. <laughs> the world will be a better place. But um, I used to wonder uh, when I would use Apple, let's call them kind of uh, prefab API, where they basically say, look, we're trying to make these things simple for developers. And, and where do you want to play back video from? Oftentimes something that you've picked out of your media library. And so while they give you all the low-level API needed to be able to get get to the bits, you know, get the URL, and then, then you can decide what you want to do. Do you want to, you know, get the bits? Do you want to get the data and then you do it? Do you want to get an, you know, a, a, an AV asset and do you want to make an AV player item out of that? And then if you have an AV player item, then do you want to, you know, put it in a layer that you control yourself? Or do you want to make your life a lot easier and just say, you know, begin playback using the AV player controller? But then you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, you know, it really looks great, but I wish that you could style it or you could do this, that, and the other thing. Why can't they do that? That and I always kind of thought that was because they have nothing but hate in their cold black hearts for third-party developers. And now I've come to realize is like no, that's not the case. Is when you consider all the different edge cases that they are, must be keenly aware of, uh, given that they understand all the different devices that they have and all the things that they might possibly be making, and have to make sure that this thing that is going to be used by developers over you know many 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 years and and different product cycles they have to have a very constrained environment and know exactly what's going to do so um you know I went through similar pain when dealing with it with the the you know share sheets the sharing system uh in iOS it's very powerful in many ways it's kind of like as a developer with just a couple of lines of code you you know deciding with what asset in what asset type you have if you want to get it shared and support all the different destinations and, and things that you can do with sharing, Apple gives you all this kind of stuff. But for want of a horseshoe, uh, you know, the, the for whatever, a horseshoe nail, the whole kingdom is lost as you then say, well, I can't use it because I can't style it or I can't do this thing. So now I have to build up everything on your own. And then you run into the problem where, you know, uh, you have to maintain that over time. And then maybe the stuff that you'd worked on starts to, to get aged and you have to decide, am I going to redo it? So think about yourself, you know, three, four, five years from now, if you build your own player controller system, you know, playback control UI, UI controls, and maybe the style or something changes or maybe the expectation of how scrubbing should work changes and then you have to implement it yourself. It's, it, you know... Uh, I will say one last thing is that I sometimes at lunch I'll lament, you know, with my colleagues like, oh, this is too hard. Or why do I have to do this? It shouldn't be designed this way or it should be easier. And then he kind of looks at me and says, Fox, <laughs> shut up. That's, you know, that's, that's why, that's why we're here is to handle these challenges and, and, 
you know, if you want it to be super duper simple, then then made easy enough for somebody who's you know a teenager, then you can be replaced by a teenager. The reason why you're here is to to be able to reason through these things, think long term, think about questions, maintain ability, and that's the difference between somebody's you know a new grad uh, and somebody who's a, a graybeard. Yeah, and I know. It, yeah, I agree with everything you say. And at the end of the day, it's not going to take that long to put together a. You know, a set of video player controls and have them like you know it's like where they're positioned around things the you know the the app works with um a sort of a toolbar mechanism and it sort of like has a high level gesture recognizer which of course when you know um if you just use a v video player view controller you know that then starts capturing all the gestures and just you can't necessarily get them back so these sort of universal gestures in the app stop working so you sort of still need to be able to like um uh, do that by basically putting, you know, maybe player in a layer, and, and then overlaying the controls and whatever. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a, it's more a frustration than a complaint. I I totally get why the fact that you can write two lines of code and display video in your app is is fantastic. But you shouldn't expect it then to do everything you want it to do. If you want it to do more, you should expect to have right to write more than two lines of code, and and that is fine. It doesn't mean. The, the days when you're having to write that code, particularly as, you know, uh, the code for, you know, scrubbing, you know, fast forward, backwards, it's the same always. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, maybe there should be some sort of, you know, control that you can use to, you know, do that a little bit more. So, yeah, it's, um yeah, it's, it's, there we are. But there we are. It's, uh, that's, wouldn't be the show if one of us or both of us wasn't moaning about something that we probably shouldn't moan about. Um, can I moan slash praise about something else? Oh, that sounds bad. You can <laughs> moan and praise and holler to your heart's content about whatever you like, John. Well, uh, uh, avid listeners of the show may know that I'm a big fan of, of creating uh, uh, snark videos and, uh, Oftentimes, I, I do them almost in a type of like newscast <laughs> because having the last name Fox, then many people will immediately think Fox News. <laughs> so I, I've taken to making you know videos. This is John Fox, Fox News Outrage Desk, coming to you live from you know X X Y Z. And I did one when I was traveling in Italy and making you know joking about how how can there be global warming when people are buying furs in the market? And if you look up in the mountains, something that appears is snow which is in fact marble. <laughs> and so to, to do those types of shots, it's a case where um, it, it really, it it requires a level of editing beyond what you would normally expect in iMovie. iMovie is very good. It just kind of give me a collection of videos and either kind of automatically it will, you know, arrange them in such a way that you just put them in a line and each video stands by itself and you're not having to do things like extract audio Um and, and and do that type of thing. Whereas a type of news reporting, you know, usually you have somebody who's delivering the the description of of the story, and it usually starts with them being on camera saying, "Hi, this is Jim Bob Joe, and let me tell you a story." And the audio is typically recorded on you know in the area, and then to, so instead of of looking at somebody's talking as a, as a talking head for for a two minute segment, you kind of go in and out, and so you'll have sometimes it will be your voice as a voiceover narrating, you know some other footage of what's going on behind you or in front of you or somewhere else or some type of background information. So doing that type of video editing 
is is requires a more sophisticated piece of software. Um, and for that, I'm a huge fan of this software called Splice, which, um, interestingly enough, is, is you know, it, it, I think one of the, the kind of, you know, super success stories of, I don't know if you can, I mean, they're definitely indie developers. I don't know how many people they have, but it's a, a relatively small team, um, and they are actually headquartered in Milan. Um, and I would love to, I, when next time I'm there, I will kind of force myself in, because, you know, and, and say, I would love to say hello, and, and, and we can, you know, moan. Uh, and complain about AV Foundation stuff about how good it is, but how frustrating it can be in sometimes. But I was using their app, and I was trying to look up for something, and I, I had noticed that that you know uh, loading a project seemed to take you know longer than I was expecting. I couldn't tell exactly why, and then I came to realize while I was you know on their help system looking through their frequently asked questions, and it came down to kind of what happens if my subscription ends. And that made me realize that, that, you know, once you use this particular software or software like it, um, you are really committing to the platform. Now, this is a choice you make if you, if you do any video editing. Like, let's say if you decide I want to edit it using Final Cut versus Adobe, you know, Premiere or After Effects or some other such editing tool. You know, once you make a commitment to that workflow and that file format, you're kind of locked in. So I get that. But this is something interesting in that their software basically stores your your project on their servers, and of course the media is stored locally. So there, and and you know that's an architectural choice that they made. And you know who knows, maybe I'm completely wrong, or maybe that they're they're going to be changing that. It was asked in the context of can I use this anywhere else? Do you guys have a desktop version? Do you have an Android version? And I'm sure they're going through all this um, as 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 many of us are. And it was just a fascinating thing about about that and maybe even germane to, to, to you know, what y'all are thinking about as you evolve money well, um, because that is something that was very much on my mind when I was working on Memory Miner. And I remember that, that you know, uh, there are some APIs that Apple's made available where they said, well, you could actually store and extract the information that describes how a sequence of videos are put together such that you could make a kind of universal editing format if people in the industry wanted to do so. And I'm wondering if, if they will ever do that. So I know that's very far afield, lots of things to, to talk about, but that's something that was on my mind, Scotty. Well, we've spoken about this quite a lot in um, around Moneywell and obviously in subscriptions. I think basically, I think I'm right in saying we are, but okay, I am of the opinion that if you choose to use an application that's on subscription and then you stop paying the subscription, uh, yes, you. I, I guess this will depend on the application. Uh, so let's take an, a, a, an app like Moneywell. Uh, I've kept, you know, two years of financial data in it. I've paid the um, the subscription for two years, whether it's monthly, annually, whatever it might be. And um, now I, I find I'm just not using it or I wish to go to another application. And so I stop paying my subscription. Um my general view is, uh, as, as a user, and, and um, maybe this isn't the best business decision, is just because I've stopped paying my subscription doesn't mean I should lose access to my data. Um, so in, in Moneywell's case, for example, I think, you know, the, the solution will be if and when we move to subscription that, you know, 
the there will always be a free version of the app that will read and display your data. So you'll always be able to go back and have a look at what you did, be able to display it, print it out, that type of thing, export it. But um, you know, the, so the subscription is around you know altering, maintaining, adding transactions, that type of thing, as opposed to being uh, the app itself. Now I know lots of people don't do that. Lots of people say you either subscribe to use the app and if you stop subscribing you can't use the app and therefore you don't use any of your data and i guess for some things that's okay maybe let's say a pdf reader where you're just using it to read pdfs you know there's no you know, if that's the point of the app if you're paying a subscription for they can't really let you just read pdfs <laughs> when you stop paying your subscription um, that's a really poor example so i think i think it does depend i think it also depends on what you're doing it with um so for example you said yes if you use final cut to to do a video um editing that is fine but currently final cut is not subscription software so yes you may not have the latest version of it you may not pay an update but you probably as long as that version of final cut will always run will run on your version of mac os you should be able to reopen that project and take a look at it so yeah this is the general argument with subscriptions so full stop isn't it and i think um yeah so that would my, my, my view is you know so yeah you've been doing video editing i mean no i don't think any video editing software so for example i don't think final cut will allow you to export your project into um adobe premiere or whatever because why would they do that so you know there's no point saying well you can only open it and export it whatever so yeah so it's difficult and it is one of the problems of subscriptions that you when you start one you need to think carefully am i prepared to pay this for the rest of my days <laughs> the rest of your born days and is, is the company going to succeed well enough and you know the one thing i will notice about them is that they seem to be doing really well and, and they absolutely deserve it you know and they definitely do some some things that i get why they do them you know they regularly they ship lots of 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 updates they're very uh conscientious about having release notes that says is this release just bug fixes or are there new features and there are new features how to kind of tell people about them and 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 they will regularly prompt you you know i think reasonably so to to either to to rate or review um because you know it's a it's a weird thing it's like you know if you are entering into some type of commercial relationship with a big company, you kind of have expectations that they have lots of resources and they can weather it. If you're buying from a smaller company, you know, maybe the majority of people probably never think about it, but I certainly do. And I know you would trying to think it's like, hey, let's, you know, we're entering into something together. My success in using their software is tied with the success of the company. And, and if I can help them be successful by telling other people about it, by writing reviews, kind of doing those things, I'm happy to do so because it, it benefits me. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is a tricky thing. And I, the one thing I've learned about it is, is, you know, it, with any type of video editing tool, the big challenge is not knowing specifically how that tool works. Um, it's learning how you should do it. And, and one breakthrough that I had, you know, and maybe this is of interest to, to zero people, but, um, I was always having problems with things not syncing up until I realized that, it's the technique I was using for doing the, the editing maneuvers, not the not the software or any of those other things. Um, and it just has to do with, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to explain uh, without pictures, but it was just one of those things where it just came to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, doesn't need to be this hard. I just do this. And I tried it. And it's like, yep, it worked. And the same technique could apply in any other type of editing tool where you can extract audio um, from a from a clip. 
and and realizing that it which which segment of video you extract audio from is what makes the difference you don't need to do it for the entire clip before you chop it up you only extract it from the 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 segments that you actually um, clip so that the rest of them maintain sync um so and and the other funny thing is is that it's it's you know, when you start to develop expertise or, or at least, you know, yeah, or experience with, with APIs and then you see other software that use them, you can say, oh, yes, now I can see how they're taking advantage of this capability of, of how compositions work. And I even remember noticing a bug in their software, which um, I hit as well. And that's what, that's what gave me the idea that one day I would love to have a, a glass of beer or whatever with them and, and reminisce about or whatever talk shop. Anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes for for Splice. It's an interesting piece of software. Even if you don't use video editing, it's kind of interesting to see how other successful companies uh, handle some of these issues. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Subscription software. Yeah, when you're you're setting out to do something like you're doing, I mean, you like, you're a person who views, you look at the company, whether you like it or don't like it, and and then do whatever else. Uh, And you're in a fortunate position that, you know, you, you, you can probably afford, you know, a subscription to you know if it's not stupid price and so it doesn't necessarily you know the you know the whatever bucks a month is not necessarily a, a massive deal to you i'm not saying you just throw money away but you know it's not like you have to really consider that mm-hmm. purchase um but you know for something like video editing or whatever else adopting a system that's not one of the big boys is always a little bit of risk particularly if it's subscription mm. Uh, where you know going forward are they going to survive but the thing is if if people don't back those then they're definitely not going to survive um you know if 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 uh, peter onvely had had the same attitude or people had the same attitude with sketch you know that they shouldn't use sketch because you know it's you know it's from a small company whatever else you know then, then it would never have been successful and we'd st- everyone would still be using photoshop or illustrator whereas sketch has proven itself to be a far better tool for design work for the type of things we do so but that that balance between you know it takes enough people to be prepared to go for early that they become big enough to be usable versus the risks involved in that is quite an interesting uh software argument as well well scotty are we not pioneers and good citizens I think we are. I'm I'm normally happy to try anything, and equally, I am the type of person that, that I'm happy for change. You know, I can't remember. You know, I'm I'm quite happy. Yeah, there's nothing I do today that I used to do the way I did ten years ago, and I would be sad if that software didn't exist really anymore. Type of thing. I, I mean, I guess you know, we use Mac OS, we use Xcode or whatever else, but you know what I mean. It's um, you know, I I I I've usually moved on long before the software does, shall we say? So it's not a problem to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, John, talking about problems to you, um, if people want to uh, uh, tell you what a problem you've been to them this week, how should they do that? Well, uh, I feel bad in making this suggestion because Twitter being the calm sea, of, <laughs> literally the sea of tranquility, I hate to think that I would ever suggest that people talk about problematic things problematically, but should they choose to do so or should they decide that they, they want to you know, follow the pattern of being nice on Twitter, you can find me as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And and Scotty, if if people want to uh, inquire as to your well-being now that I'm here yelling in the background, where might they do that? Well, you should find out uh, how I'm doing on that place where everybody cares for one another, uh, Twitter, where I am uh, 
Uh, I am Mac Devnet. And, and talking of the sea of tranquility, uh, yes, America is going back to the moon next week, isn't it? Maybe by the time people listen to this, uh, the, it'll be on the way. No, no people, but sending bits of metal and, and whatever else. Uh, I mean, I say back to the moon if you're a conspiracy theorist, maybe going to the moon for the first time. Who knows? <laughs> They're probably what they're, they're blasting Hunter Biden's laptop to the moon. That's yes, what's happening. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I don't know how I got through last week without speaking to you, but um, you know, you've made up for it this week by you know um, your same. Uh, uh, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say anymore. So I'm just going to say thanks for listening. <laughs> Until next time, you take care. Thank you.